0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is
3: Season Season 6 of Better Let Let Me Tell You. You.
2: Celia Crew, but that song, La Candela, La, yes, candela, yeah, 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 yeah. la candela, tu candela, La Candela, La yeah. Candela, I don't know, that song is not originally by Celia Crew. I don't think so. I'll never forget. Well, I think we should start. Let's do that. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 260? 260 is correct. Two si- yes, oh, yes. 260. Damn, we're 40 episodes away from our 300th right episode. right around the
3: corner. We'll get there next year. It's next year? Uh, I don't think there's 40 Fridays left.
2: Well, yes, it would definitely be calendar year 2024, since there's 52 Fridays in one year. There's that, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Um, So welcome, everybody. Welcome to another summer edition of Pero (laughs) Let Me Tell You, donde La Cosa Se Sigue Poniendo Caliente.
3: Coming at you from the epicenter of the sun.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's why we were saying La Candela by Celia Cruz. That's a great song. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that in um, one of the tributes they did to her, or like the tribute they did to her prior to her dying. Oh, okay, yes, 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 yes. Esta Paulina Rubio is the one that they picked to uh, yeah, do know. that song. I just thought that was really weird
3: casting. That's not, yeah, that, that's not... Like, when you think of Salsa, you don't think... Oh, the grimace is down. The grimace fell. You don't think of Paulina Rubio. I don't think of Paulina Rubio. Right, like, you just don't... like. It's like, oh, you know who should totally be on a Celia Cruz
2: Porque tribute? es una chica que... <laughs> ella okay. quería darle una... Un homenaje a la Selia Cruz.
3: As long as they didn't have her go Porque ella es
2: la chica, ella es la chica dorada,
3: <laughs> la chica dorada. Who doesn't know how to go through airport do- security? Apparently,
2: la chica dorada que es mexicana pero tiene un acento español. <laughs> la ceta, España. Ella compraba uh, en el corte inglés. She definitely says Ibiza. Evita. She says Abitha. Yeah. yeah, for oh. sure, for sure. Oh yeah.
3: Did you say it was it's 20 years this year that Celia passed?
2: Yes. It w- actually it was, I think, this week, the 20th yeah, yeah, anniversary. Yeah, yeah. That is crazy.
3: It's been 20 years already.
2: Yeah. A whole generation that did not live while well, she was alive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In a world where Celia Crew was alive.
3: But I would almost say she's almost as popular or more since her death. Um, I feel like I feel like she she's rightfully consistently getting her flowers. You know what Well, I mean? yes, because I
2: think that now especially that there were so, uh, you know, n- now being afro is definitely a, right. a term that wasn't used as much previously. Um, when you are thinking of that echelon of right. Afro-Latino right. or Afro-Cubano, Celia <laughs> Cruz is the queen. She's like the top of the I yeah, mean, yeah, the list, you don't go yeah. any further than her. So, right. I mean, I guess in that aspect, but I mean... Among Cubans, and I would even say the Latin community, she always had her flowers. Oh, always, always, Because she was someone that, while alive, she was adored.
3: Yeah, she's not like somebody who got the, the, the adoration after the fact. Right, the, the, the oh, discovered
2: later. She, right. she was really awesome. Right, um, right, right. I mean, she definitely was an icon, and um, I mean, Isha and I used to... We've said the story several times in yeah. the podcast, but we always used to... Again, not a joke, but no. I always used to say... Can you imagine the day Celia Cruz dies? Like, what a big deal it's going to be among right. our community. The magnitude the, the of, The magnitude. Yeah. I, I would always say, like, they're going to parade her down 8th Street. 8 la And la like 8. Right there in the epicenter of that. Um, yes, and did. I used to kind of say that in jest.
3: Because, because you were like, it's going be to be a
2: thing. But we knew that the day that she passed, it was going to be a big deal. Uh, rightfully so. Right, yeah. Um, but then... She did pass, and we she could, literally uh, shut down downtown Miami and and uh, Fifth Avenue in New York. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it was a big deal. And Ish and I went. We yes were there. We, we, we were, were there. there. We kept our word. Um. Yep. So, but yeah, no. She definitely was someone that, while she was alive, everybody knew this was Celia Gru. and also. I think that in the last several years, especially with the Latin Grammys, because the Latin Grammy started in two thousand. In two thousand, yeah. yeah, and um, she died in August of two thousand three, um, or July of two thousand three, and um, I, I, you know, that famous Latin Grammy performance where she had the blue wig.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's you want to talk about iconic.
2: Yeah, so I mean, she she was she definitely was. Rightfully so, recognized. And, um, you know, she she's a great, she she's a perfect figure in terms of, you don't even have to like her music to love her.
3: Because she was just such a personality. Right. In, in the because I possible. can't
2: say, I can't say that I love that genre of music. Mm-hmm. You know, that genre of music and her songs give me warmth. <laughs> because <laughs> I think of when I was a kid and I think about obviously growing a Cuban also household. it's her. But but because yeah. but because I growing up in a Cuban household, Celia Cruz was reigned supreme, right? So, you know, even if you don't like that music, or as you grew up, you're like, eh, this is not what I listen to. That that music gives you a certain amount of nostalgia, of warmth. It feels like home. Because again, I'm not really into that type of music, right. but I absolutely love her I, right. because she's she I she's sort of like the Estefans in so far that they feel like family.
3: Yeah. And you yeah. could not have asked for a better representation of of Cuban culture and Cuban, you know, ambassadorship, if you will, than her. Like she, the same way that we say, you know, the Estefans are, are great role models of that because they do it with dignity and grace and there's, you know, they always compose themselves. She did all of that. And she had to do it while, you know, she had to do that while being black, quote unquote, you know right. what I mean? Because that was another hurdle that was right. thrown at her. Being black being,
2: being black in, in, in the sixties. Yeah. In the United States. Yeah. Cause that's when she immigrated. Uh, being foreign, not speaking the language. Being a woman.
3: The, being a woman. <laughs> yeah.
2: The genre of music. Yeah.
3: Oh, and did we mention she escaped
2: communism? She, right, but like... <laughs> like, let's but just it's one of these things on that, It's one of these things that on paper, everything was against her. Right. She was black. She was a woman. She was an immigrant. She right. didn't speak the language. Right. She was doing a genre of music that wasn't popular in the United States. True. Right. So, it, like, everything was against her, and yeah. yet she... She was the Latin explosion. Porque los americanos le Celia Cruz. Y todos a quien le gusta los americanos. They do. Julio Iglesias. I don't know what it is about Julio. Like I credit the golden americanos girls. Americanos from like the 70s and the 80s. Like white people in the 80s loved Julio Iglesias. It's
3: because he had that, that
2: uh, duet with Willie Nelson. And he had that cologne. He was a pioneer. You know how not everybody has a cologne? Julio Iglesia had a cologne in the uh, 1980s called Only. I remember my dad's aunt he loved her. You Yes. Oh, it's called Only. I remember. And they used to put the commercials. Oh, I don't remember this at all. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. I don't. Only by Julio
2: Iglesias.
3: Only by Julio Iglesias. I, 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 like, I don't have anything against Julio. I just don't know that I want to smell like Julio. Well, I he mean... Like he smells like a lot of, like, linen. <laughs> a lot of
2: crisp <laughs> A linen. lot of crisp linen. And yeah. I don't
3: know if that's something I want.
2: You know? And, um... Yeah, uh, white women loved. I feel that they in, in the 80s they white women went from loving Julio Iglesia and then they transitioned into Michael Bolton. But it makes sense.
3: I get that Michael Bolton. No, no, but that's that's that, that is a seamless transition. Oh, because he was like a crooner.
2: Right, right. Like
3: that. genre-wise, it makes sense. Not language-wise, but genre-wise.
2: <laughs> it's funny because I know that when you think Julio Iglesia, you think Talia. Oh, well, of course. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> screw his whole catalog and it's everything. It's the reason
3: I started rollerblading up and down all the South Beach in the hopes that maybe he'll give me his card. <laughs>
2: yeah, one day. That's a reference to a Talia video, people. Um I he's another one I
3: I I can't I tell can't... you a song of his other than Niña Mujer. Of Holy Glacia? That's all I know.
0: <laughs>
3: and the Wait, duet I'm... with Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh my God! That song to all the girls I loved before. What an awful song! But that's the only two. I I don't know which one I hate more, that one or that's what friends are for. Hmm.
3: Wait, was that's what friends are for? Like a charity single? I don't think so. Okay, because if it's the a cha-
2: video the video looks like a charity single. Okay, because if it's
3: a charity single, then you can't hate okay, it as charity much. Charity
2: single aside, I don't know which one I hate more. What awful songs? Like, you know what?
3: No, I'm gonna say. Don't say you hate. That's what friends are for. Because somehow Dion Warwick will find out and she'll attack us on Twitter.
2: Well, we love Dion Warwick. <laughs>
3: no, no, no. But we saying,
2: love everyone. I just don't like that right, song.
3: But somehow she'll find out and she'll start, you know, calling no, us out. On no, no, because we're
2: not calling out Dion Warwick and Gladys Knight and who
3: else is it? Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. We lo- we love we love everybody. Who else is on that? It was four people, wasn't it? Elton John. Was it? Yes. <laughs> that's where my mind went, but it felt wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you're like, yeah, the, the, a song with
2: Stevie Wonder, Gladys Knight, and Deal and New and Elton John. But Elton John was like in his prime in the that was that's like true. 80s, it was peak Elton, yeah. It, that was like peak comeback El, Elton John. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The club at the end of the street. The yes, yes. Um, Como se llama? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that song. That that's such a like. Your tia thinks the song is bonita. Ay, qué canción más bonita?
3: That is a somehow, some reason, second grade. Talent that's what friends show. are for. oh absolutely that's what friends are for is right is, is being right put only on.
2: second to yeah. the greatest love of all by Whitney Houston yes.
3: the, the greatest love
2: of all was an elementary school jam <laughs> in the 80s that, that the greatest love of all before kids bops were around that was it yeah yeah that was it, it. the kids
3: bop was <laughs> the greatest love of all any like, elementary school like show or presentation that had to do about like careers yeah greatest love of all no, just in general.
2: No, no, that, but, but and then, there. of course, in the 80s, We Are the World.
3: Right. But again, that was a single for like, you know, right. No, but We relief. Are the
2: World. No, I don't hate We Are the World. Oh, okay. What I'm saying is that that was an elementary school jam.
3: Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, I could yeah.
2: think of, I remember when we did We Are the World at oh, you my elementary did?
3: school. Yeah. And we did The Greatest Love of All. The Greatest Love of All I remember. I don't remember where the world I
2: mean, do you know how many videos we've seen on Instagram or whatever of people's origin story is with The Greatest Love of All? Wasn't that Mel B's like, song that she sang when she auditioned for the Spice Girls? You know what? It might have been.
0: I believe I it was. was. I think it, it was. was.
2: It was. Which is a little bit... It's a scary spice. Which is a little bit... Because she doesn't have Whitney Houston's no, vocal range. No. Her, her range is... Different, So, I mean, good for her that she was like, should, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take on Winnie Houston. Fuck it, if you know, not go big or go home. Right? <laughs> this is going to go one or two ways. There's no in between. And ultimately, either way, we got scary. Yeah, but you know, I would say it worked out well it for her. It worked out well for her in the, in the long run, in the long run. <laughs> uh, anyway, Widow, you know what I was going to... Briefly say um, This makes me very happy I think we talked about it Last week Or a couple of Episodes ago That my favorite show Suits Is having like a renaissance You mentioned this last week It's actually yeah. number two On Netflix Okay but week. is this just you Like are you Do you just well, have it on No a loop. no no Because I always have Suits on a loop Right but are you Just the reason It keeps going up no, people are watching it and on Instagram, like I'm the suits oracle. Like, there's people who have DM'd me about suits that they're watching suits, right? And they've DM'd me they're like, bro, this the you know, this this uh show is great. It's so good. Why right. wasn't I watching? And I'm like, I don't know, why weren't you? Because like I, I've been texting, I've been I've been uh, you know posting See, about I've, that I've show yeah, yeah, yeah. on Instagram. Well, since I used to watch it mm-hmm. originally. Um so for years I was posting about that. That um show, but I'm like really happy that people it... probably
3: thought originally that it was like the replacement show for Project Runway. Why? Because of how they walk in? <laughs> no, because the... it's called Suits. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, my
2: only little mm, gripe <laughs> g- a uh, gripe about it is that Netflix uses as like the the cover a picture of um of Mike Ross and Meghan Markle, and I'm like. <sighs>
3: Uh, I mean, but I get it. I get, I get it, it. I get but, it. From but from the a marketing re- perspective, right, but I the understand. reason
2: the show has become this popular is not because of Meghan Markle, because otherwise, that would have happened Acerrado. around yeah. the time of yeah, the yeah, wedding. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it didn't happen. It happened because it's on streaming, it's on Netflix. Although, what's really weird is what that.
3: What was it on before? It was, it was on Peacock and on Amazon. That's why, because Pe- well, Peacock still doesn't have the the reach that Netflix does necessarily. But, but it was on Am- Amazon. But Amazon's the one that kind right. Of and then what's really for we- free? or – It was on oh, well we for Prime. To rent it. Oh, oh Prime. Prime, 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 Prime. And but actually,
2: what's really you know weird is that on Netflix they have the eight they have eight seasons. Mm-hmm. They don't have the ninth season. And the reason they don't have the ninth season is because the ninth season is still streaming on Amazon. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, so the rights haven't run out. Right.
2: But the rest did. So oh. um so the other eight, the original eight, are not on Amazon anymore, but now they're on Netflix. So now you have to subscribe
3: to both in order to watch the whole thing. Right.
2: So Yeah. But I'm glad that the show is doing really well. Oh, streaming. They don't need to do a season ten, by the way.
3: Were they Saying they were going, to. no,
2: they weren't. But now, you know, obviously oh, because the show's okay, been so successful, okay, okay. like,
3: should there be a season ten of, of Suits? No, there is. isn't. Would that. you okay, no season ten, but would you like for them to maybe just if they feel if they feel like the popularity warrants it to maybe just do like a ninety minute
2: a movie like a little movie yeah, sure. type of thing, but you know? not 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 just to it, catch up with all the characters not because that show like the last two seasons of that show, which happens for any show that runs for almost ten years, you know, Gina Torres left the show, the right. main character Patrick A. Abrams, Mike Ross yes. left the show because. Meghan Markle left the show so and then the last two seasons they brought in um Catherine so, Heigl and,
3: and Dulé Hill right? yeah
2: and not that they were fine but by that time these other characters had left it was like a different show yeah and they tried the last season they brought back Mike and they tried to give you that feel of the original season but I mean it any happens. show any show very very few of no show at all can run for almost 10 years and and to be consistently th- I mean the only one I can think of is friends
3: well, I mean, especially even with, like, with Suits specifically, like, when you have an exodus of so many original cast members, right. it becomes even harder. Right. Because I wouldn't say that Suits jumped the shark in terms of, like, their final
2: seasons weren't bad. It's just the essence right. of the show the chemistry was had, had evolved. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I say the only exception is Friends. Because I think Friends was... I, I've said this before. I think Friends was funnier at the end than at the beginning.
3: Well, because Friends was TV back when TV was allowed to find its footing. Nowadays, I mean, Friends is a bad example because Friends was a hit pretty much out the, From gate. the beginning. But nowadays, you know, if if you don't have the ratings by episode three, you're gone. Bye bye. Thank you for playing. And yet, most—if you look back just historically—most sitcoms, specifically, don't find their footing until after the first season. Yeah, when they kind of can figure out okay. What works, what doesn't. Oh, this was something we didn't realize. And then this chemistry, these two characters paired together. And then they come back and they retool.
2: You know that um, the other day you were watching an episode here and I sort of jumped on the bandwagon and then started watching more throughout the week of New Girl. Oh. New Girl is great. Listeners. That's actually a great show that, that evolved. For those of you who have not seen New Girl, you should watch New Girl. And what's great about New Girl is that... I don't think anybody thought that the which is always the case really right. that the breakout character was going to be Schmidt. Oh, at all. Right? Because that's because if you look at the first couple episodes, he was he was just a douche. He wasn't right.
3: quirky yet.
2: Right. But you know what, the way they wrote him was really good because he was quirky and weird but not like super stupid. Right. Cuz a lot of times they go with that. I my only gripe with um uh, it's Jess. With new Girl? <laughs> with New Girl is that... Nick? Uh, yeah, Nick. And I feel that that was a show which happens all the time that once you got them together, you didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. Right? And then you couldn't keep them apart for too long. They, they couldn't do a Ross and Rachel. Well, because you knew that was the end game. Right. Yeah. But then once they got them, Nick and... Nick and Jessica. Yes. <laughs> once they got Nick and the Jessica, other Nick and Jessica. The other Nick and Jessica. <laughs> the, the Nick and Jessica that has survived. Nick this and Jessica... New Girl ran for more seasons than than their marriage. Than their marriage. Yeah. My God, listeners, you know, it was so hilarious. He will get so mad that I said this, but whatever. My father used to watch Newly Woods.
3: (laughs) So did everybody. And I remember,
2: right, because the demographic was a, you know, at that time, 50-some, 60-year-old
3: Cuban man. Right, that was the demographic of uh, Newlywoods. Listen, that's back when you know people watched MTV for things other than ridiculousness. Oh, but that's back <laughs>
2: when it didn't even exist. So, I, speaking of television, yeah. something I wanted to bring up that I had I read this week and I thought was really interesting mm-hmm. was that a late the uh, um, a recent Nielsen ratings um, poll uh, found that it, most people now view television through a streaming service yep in fact 38 percent um of the people at least that they found in this survey Mm and this research uh found that their their main television consumption comes from streaming services whereas 31 percent had traditional cable i don't know where the other (laughs) 36 percent are getting their their um maybe both Maybe maybe they are the both okay, Um, or maybe they have analog. I (laughs) don't know. Um, But anyway, books and but anyway, so yeah. So streaming has overtaken cable. I, I guess you could say officially. Do you? I mean, obviously, you work in media, so this is something you probably saw coming for a while. Yeah. Does it surprise you? And if so, what do you think cable can do to regain? their prominence, if anything at all.
3: So it doesn't surprise me um, because just in general, we've become a society that's more about like, I want to consume what I want when I want, how I want. Mm-hmm. So uh, or the society of playlists. Uh, well, th- that's exactly, thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know, we've become so dependent upon like the algorithm, the bubble, the silo. This is, I, I have, which is why we've said we lament so much the, the death of water cooler culture, you know, cause there's no shared experience anymore. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't surprise me on that level um what i do think is going to con- we're going to see and i think it's just a matter of time is the streaming now has gotten to the point where it is more expensive than cable yeah if you start adding up everything
2: cuz wasn't that the whole thing right. about it right.
3: cut we're, the cord and right. and save also, the beauty of streaming, at least initially, was, oh, no ads. Well, guess what, guys? That's not a good business model, as we are seeing, left, right, and center. Everybody you, you can't expect to only charge people eight dollars a month for Netflix and be a profitable company mm. and then have multi-million dollar original productions. Like it's just it's the math doesn't math, okay? Mm. And that's coming from me. Then so what I think we're gonna see is a lot of these start to kind of collapse into each other. And we're already seeing that we're like, you know, Discovery Plus and HBO Max became Max. Um, Disney is gonna start offering a Disney Plus that's just like a a bundle with Hulu. So we're gonna start seeing those, those consolidations coming. The reason I bring that up is because I think the only thing that would save cable is if people would kind of say, you know what? I can just go back to cable and get a bundle of all these options, right? For the same price or less. I don't think there's anything now that cable can do to say come back because they were not cheaper. If you really start to look at the productions, especially now because everybody's fleeing to streaming, you're not really seeing a lot of original productions on cable specifically the way that you used to before. Or if you are, it's a shared original production. So like, for instance, FX will have, because they're part of Disney now, FX, yeah, it's an FX production. But FX is also doing a lot of FXX, original Hulu-only productions. It's that they, they premiere on Hulu. They live on mm. Hulu. So what I think is going to be interesting now with the, the writer and actor strike going on is to see if, because it's already been announced that it's going to be happening, the streamers, because the parent companies, what they're going to start to do is they're going to take stuff from streaming and put it on network television mm. to fill up the hours. It'll be interesting to see if that bumps up any viewing at all. Because right now it's just, it's a space filler, is what it is. Or if that's going to lead people to increase their subscriptions to these streamers. Like, I I think that's going to be an interesting thing to kind of see how that shakes out. Because either people may say, you know what? Why don't you just give me that thing on on TV and I'll watch the commercials and you know we'll, we've already we well, have already we've watching already, the commercials right, and streaming anyway right we've already played this game right and I've been doing it already with cable and with, with terrestrial for years let's just keep this going now I, I it'll be interesting to see if that affects the viewership of of. TV at all because but, because with the with this with, the, with these strikes going on there's also going to be even the streamers like let's say Netflix yes they have a library of stuff and they're probably going to pull stuff from from foreign markets but there's only so much that they can they can pull that people are going to want to watch you know it's just going to be a bunch of crap to say like hey here's a new movie from Blah, blah, blah,
2: right? I think Netflix should put Que Bassa USA on their streaming service. The problem, well, they probably could because they don't know who owns the rights to it. Right. <laughs> and whatever it is that PBS wants, I'm sure Netflix could pay. Yeah. <laughs> PBS,
3: one billion dollars term. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go, fine. We've got it. Um, especially after their last uh, shareholder report. But I, I, think, I think that it'll be interesting to see with the strike, how that affects TV, like the the old the old uh, model, mm-hmm. if we see a bump in in ratings at all. Well, but wouldn't that again with the
2: programming? Because, like in HBO,
3: you know, exclusive that will never be on conventional. Well, but HBO is different because HBO was always a subscription channel, right? It was always a pay TV subscription based channel. So, in well, in the US, in in some countries in Latin America, it is ad supported. Uh, I think in Brazil, HBO is ad-supported. But
2: is HBO still part of a package that you could have it in your cable? Yes, right. But the difference is that you can't go like on the app and
3: watch the library. It's what's on is on. Correct, and I think and I think there's tiers of the of the HBO subscription now, so that maybe you get some access. Again, that's another thing. Is like there's tiers and there's and then there's you have access to this, but. Again, just like cable. it shouldn't be so complicated. Just like cable. It's television. Just like cable. Okay, you knew HBO was going to run this movie for a month, right? And then it would disappear. Well, guess what? On all these streamers, they're running a movie for three months and then they start to be like, leaving soon, leaving soon. So you're not even now paying for the beauty of, because that's why we all got rid of DVDs, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can see it whenever I want. Well now you can't.
2: Well, I never got rid of my okay, DVDs. Okay,
3: okay. But you know what I mean. That's why that's why we've gotten rid of physical media, so to right. speak, right? Because oh but okay. I can just watch it on Netflix or Hulu or Paramount Plus or Max or Prime or Freebie or, Freebie or Tubi. And it's like, where is it now? Right. Where is and it there, now? I and have there to could hunt be a, and it. there could be a time that it's nowhere. Right. Whereas before I had a little disc in my hand that I could pop and really watch whenever I wanted to.
2: You know, that, really you know that one time a few years ago i was i was having this conversation i'm not gonna throw him under the bus i'm just gonna say somebody close to me and um i was saying that very same thing that i was like you know i still am gonna buy dvds or blue well, blu-rays because especially if it's a movie i really like of course. um you know i i I'm, I'm depending on somebody else on a third party to have it. And what about if they don't have it? What about if the, you know, internet is down? All these what ifs, True. what, what are all the, what, what ifs? So, you know, if I want to go watch Gandhi, right, which I love that movie, i rather have a copy than have to go online yeah. and watch it. And here thinking that this person was going to engage with me, he was like, who the hell would want to watch Gandhi? <laughs> and I'm like, Gandhi Won an Academy Award. I'm like, do you know who Gandhi is like? Okay, but in all fairness, in all fairness, I, but it's I, funny because I was so into that argument, and he was I, like, <laughs> "I don't know who you're. I don't know Gandhi. who you're talking about." But I will say, Gandhi's not my comfort food of movies. I mean, you're talking to the person whose comfort food of movie is Doctor Shivago. But
3: at least Doctor Shivago's so cold that I can see bundling up. Yeah, yeah
2: that's true. Right, Gandhi da calor, Dr. calor, <laughs> and he's in a diaper. Like I know. No, 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 no. No, no, Oh, my gosh. This week, I went to lunch with a friend, and I have to respect the Miami hustle. Like, this is... Oh, Lord. What happened? This is pure Miami hustle. And we went to... Him and I, we went to... um, Okay. Have lunch at a Mexican place. Okay, okay, and we're gonna have tacos. And when we get there, um, I ask, "Oh, do you have birria tacos?" That's you know, all it's all the rage now. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, we do." And I'm like, "Okay, great. I'm gonna have the bir- birria tacos." And we we both ordered the the, the birria tacos. And I mean, if, if have you had birria tacos? Yeah, I had them with you, right? You know, they're <laughs> like up The thing is that it's el caldo. Right. right and then el caldo is the the, the meat you cook it it's yes. in like a stew and then the meat then after it's cooked you take it out you shred it you you put it on the grill on the griddle i mean you you sear it then you put it in the taco and then you sear the taco lo en la plancha, mm-hmm. and then that's why it's just crunchy gooey goo, uh, goodness and um we're having these tacos. They weren't bad. Okay. And I'm like, eh, this is birria adjacent. I'm like, <laughs> these people want to put birria tacos because birria tacos takes a process. That's Correct. why I've tried yeah. to make them at home and I'm like, you know I it's not worth the, the hassle. Um, and then I start, I start eating them. And you know, the whole thing with the birria tacos is a caldo, right? And I start having it. I'm like, this caldo tastes familiar. Like, I've had this before, but I've never been here before. Like I figured out what it was. Their caldo was Campbell's uh beef stew. <laughs> and then and then like their I think the shredded beef inside the taco was the beef in the Campbell's beef stew. And then they put it in La barre, in, in, in in La Plancha. They they crisped it up and they put it in the taco. And I was like, they weren't bad. <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, they weren't bad. And but, like you said, respect the hustle. But I was like, I have to respect the hustle that you're selling birria tacos. I mean, they were cheap. It's not like I was paying 30 bucks for this. Because otherwise, I was like, yo quiero ver el, el ca- la cazuela la que tienen atrás making this stew. You know, el cando. Oh. Um and I'm like, you know, you got to respect the hustle that it's like, sure. you know what? We're, you want birria tacos? We're going to make you birria tacos. It doesn't matter that it comes from Campbell's Homestyle Soup. <laughs> it's, birria. <laughs> it's birria. It's birria. It's <laughs> birria. Tell me it's not. So I, I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at that. Yeah. I, so I was like, good for, a, good for innovation. Semi-homemade. It's Sandra Lee. It's Sandra semi-homemade. Lee. Well, because it's if we're going to Sandra Lee it and it's semi-homemade, then it had to have a shot of tequila.
3: Well, it was, it was a Mexican... Keeping in things. Yes, that's true. I mean, that's listeners, true.
2: do you remember Sandra Lee on on <laughs> the Food Network? This was some years ago already. She's so. great. So Sandra Lee was this... Um, she had this show that it was called Semi Homemade, which, which I actually think is a great idea. That's it's a, a hell of a, a, show, a show. It's a great concept where she would get things that were, you know, already, already made or cooked or you had to make them in the oven. But then she would like do different things That you would add stuff to it To make it semi-homemade And it was actually a good Really good idea But what I loved about Sandra Lee <laughs> well, A lot of people did Is that we used to say She was sort of like the a lush. lush Because it didn't matter What she was doing, right? She'll be like Today we're gonna do some Semi-homemade cupcakes But don't worry We have a you know cocktails. A
3: cocktail <laughs> for the adults and It's like she always She could have done a dog's birthday party And had cocktails Right
2: But you know how in some cooking shows A cocktail is part of the shtick Right In hers Like it was like if Rachel Ray, in her show, 30 Minute Meals, right. had a cocktail, it was like, that's not what the show is about. Usually, cocktails are with shows that have to do more with entertaining. Oh Yeah, like a, like like, a, a, like
3: Ina Garten making... Right, like know? entertaining, right.
2: because Ina Garten's whole shtick was, many times, aside from making food for Jeffrey, of course, <laughs> was that she was having friends over. Right, that's the thing. Right, 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 right. So, she's entertaining, so let's make a cocktail or whatever.
3: But yeah, Sandra Lee. Sandra. Oh, Sandra. Yeah sandy with her with her semi-homemade cocktails yeah uh, so I wanted to bring something up in the context of something else um okay. in, the, in the bigger in the bigger context of something else actually you had mentioned um a couple of weeks back and I and I thought this would be a good a good way to kind of tie it all back together so I don't know if you heard I mean well we all heard that Recently, poor BB Ruxa got pelted in the face with, with, with the phone, and it was horrible, whatever. But have you heard um, what happened with her? I think it was this week or end of last week. With her? With her and her boyfriend.
2: Well, I know her and her boyfriend were on a uh, celebrity family feud.
3: <laughs> okay, well, I don't, it's not about that. Okay. Um, so she posted on Instagram a text that was supposedly from her boyfriend, maybe now a former boyfriend, I don't know, that... He's been accused of basically calling her like a fat shaming her. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I mean, it's, it's she posted this, it is a text purportedly from the guy. He really kind of, I mean, yes, he's he, he doesn't call her fat, but he's he's he does it in a nice way, if, if I can be so bold. I mean, he basically says, You know, I never said you weren't beautiful, um, but I always said I'd be honest with you, and your face was changing, so I told you it was. She's thick with a double C. Um, you gained 35 pounds, you gained weight and your face changes, so I just pretend it didn't. Come on, I gained three pounds, you call me chubs and fat. Um, you know, If you're unhappy with me, let me know, but don't use things like that to weaponize against me, blah, 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 whatever. So she posted this on her Instagram. So she posted her boyfriend's...
2: Um Text, text, basically. Well, this was what we, we... I don't think we actually talked we about it on the we show. We did and, and that's why I'm bringing we this up. We didn't. We didn't. We were going to, but we didn't. Correct. And that's on the why Jonah like, Hill thing. Let
3: me bring okay. this up. So in a couple of weeks ago, something similar happened with Jonah Hill and an ex-girlfriend of his, where she, again... Obviously, BB Rexa is is a known celebrity, and Jonah Hill's girlfriend, to my knowledge, wasn't or isn't. Um, you know, posted something like, "Oh, look, these are the texts." You know, with psychological, uh, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, Psycho babble, right? But but that was her stance, you know. And so, look, and I'm just putting it out there to warn the world of his tactics and blah 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 blah, blah whatever. And. I And something happens actually even with um, Kiki Palmer recently too. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know about that? Did no. you know about that Where she posted some picture of something. Well, this is a little different. But she posted a picture of herself wearing an outfit and her boyfriend said something like, you know, hey, he commented on her picture saying, you know, hey, um, I don't like that you were wearing that outfit because, you know, as a, as a new mom, you shouldn't have your butt showing to the world right. or whatever. And so it became a whole thing. My question then becomes, why is everybody in such a rush to put all their shit on Front Street?
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey.
3: And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Because uh, mira, esto mismo de Bibi Rexa, Like, okay, you know what? Nobody likes to be called fat, right? Like, let's let's be honest. Nobody likes to be called fat. I don't care how, how big you are. You Nobody likes to be called fat, right? But why, you know, that that's a text I, he I, sent
2: her. I think that's a very, very dangerous precedent to set, especially as... Because he didn't cel- post it. For cele- he sent it to her. celebrity culture. Yeah. Um, because I know they may be saying, well, I want to warn girls out there and, all oh, I want to, you know, tell people that this is what I'm going through. And, you know, if you're going through it, it's okay, too. There's a way you could do that. Right. You can... If you were in a relationship with someone and you broke up with them, you can say, Hey, you know what? This person, looking back on it, this person treated me this way. And this wasn't cool. And I'm letting you know that if you go through the same thing, it's okay that you feel that way. Right. Right? Because I've gone through it. And you may right? not recognize it at first. Right. Or, right. And you know, and I was, you know, I was told that I was this and that. But posting
3: the actual text, which was not a bad text, I that, mean, he was that very respectful. but
2: you know even if it was awful. No, 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 even saying, if it was awful. But
3: I'm saying in this case, it wasn't even that he was just like you're a fucking well, fat. Well, pig. because even with you the know? Jonah Hill
2: one, which we were going to talk about it a couple of weeks ago, but it um it was a B-side. It didn't make the final album.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's on the EP
2: though. Yeah, it's going to uh, be on our uh, greatest yeah, hits. Our greatest hits um, bonus track. W- we um we were going to talk about that a couple of weeks ago. That yeah, as you said, Jonas Hill's girlfriend. Uh, ex-girlfriend screenshotted and posted a slew of texts between him and her and uh, basically what he was saying was that he didn't feel comfortable her wearing certain clothing and her um, having pictures in a bikini and hanging out with certain men and all that and the way that he put it was in the text was that those were his boundaries, and right. that his mental health was very important. Those were his boundaries, that she knew what the boundaries were, um, and she should respect those boundaries. And a lot of people were like, hey, he's using psychological terms, of, you know, like right, right. a psychobabble, yeah. which she, to manipulate her and all that. It, we all let's say that that's all true. Like, let's say that that is the case. Right. You, I, I just think it's such a low under below the belt and kind of classless thing to put like screenshots of texts personal texts that you had with someone when you're a public figure um or you have a platform or you have attention Mm -hmm. because again what i always say where does it start and where does it end yeah and if you now if now within celebrity culture that's going to trickle down to, um, to people. To regular To pe- yeah. pe- people, pe- you know, this is what, what you fail to understand is that society, I mean, this is just the crux of society, models itself after celebrity culture to a certain extent. So if celebrities start doing this and this becomes a thing among them, then that's going to trickle down to different people. So one day you're having a fight with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, whomever, a friend. And, you know, sometimes things get heated and somebody now is going to blast that out to the world right so where does it start and where does it end and that's a very very like dangerous precedent to set that we now will make it okay to unilaterally post texts and you know exchanges that you have with someone that are supposed to be private right? I think that's classless. And I and I don't care if you think that you, this is for the greater good. There is a way that you do that with the greater good. There is a way that, especially if you're a celebrity and you have a platform, there is a way that you can address the alleged abuse that you've gone through without doing that. Because then, again, where does it end? Yeah. And then, if that person retaliates and then put texts about you, then w- you know you're going to right. go now. now the back it's an and abuse forth. of power, and and, and that and yeah. that that's very very scary. That yeah. you could be writing something to somebody you think. Um, uh, uh, somebody you think that is not going to share it to the world, uh, you know, again,
3: uh, well, because it's between to two, two of you. Two people. Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree with everything you've said. And I, I, and I also think there's another added layer of that for me specifically, which is, you know, we all go on this uh, again. Let's, let's expand the, the, the scope of psychobabble, right? You know, we need to be open with our partners. We need to tell them what are our boundaries. We need to tell them what makes us uncomfortable and blah, 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 blah. And then when they do, Oh you're fat shaming me. Oh you're abusing me. Oh you're blah 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 blah. blah. And again it's context because it's one thing to like if like if in this text if the guy was just like you look like a fat fucking pig. Well no, okay, yeah, that's one thing. Right. But for him to be like, "Hey, you told me to tell you whenever you've gained some weight and you asked me the you asked me and I said, yeah, you have." Yeah, but but I- I'm saying but but then, you know, you want us to be open we we should all be open. We shall be communicate, and then we do. And you don't like what what is said, and now you turn around and, and you blast right. it. Right, like, but but
2: again, I, I see I, it. I... I see it as even if the person said something terrible to you, there is a way you can address that without doing a screenshot of a text, mm-hmm. because then you're setting a precedent that it's okay that private communications and private conversations. It's fair game. Um. Are now being blasted online, and now this is already two, three celebrities that have done this. Yeah, so is this going to be a trend now? Yeah, this is the new thing, right? So that's that's I I don't feel I feel very uncomfortable with that. With that, I agree. we think that it's okay um, for 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 them to do that because like she could have BB Rexa could have gone out and 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 had an in- interview or, or made some type of statement of like you know. You know, I love my body and, you know, I've had people in my life, ex-boyfriends who maybe were not, uh, did not feel great about my weight gain and didn't understand it and made me feel less than worthy. And I'm here to tell you all that don't let any man or any person, you know, Mm -hmm. diminish your value. And that is the way you handle that. Not, oh, here's the text that he sent me. Right. 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 So, yeah.
3: Yeah, again, social media. Was this
2: before or after the teléfono? After. No, and you know what's wor- the worst thing about the person who threw the phone at her? They're out of the that- phone. No, no, not only that, but they... It hit her like the corner of the oh, phone it, hit no, her.
3: It got her. Yeah. Like, he yeah you know moral. what's going to happen, right? Because now no
2: now they, you know, there's this whole thing of people throwing phones at they, celebrities. They,
3: they threw something so, at Harry Styles
2: the other day. Yeah, that we're not going to be allowed to take phones to a freaking uh, show. Oh, it's and then they're all goes, like Madame X. Yeah. And then there's going to be my my pictures and videos. Because, yes, I am that person that takes pictures and videos. If I'm paying that amount of money to see somebody I love, I'm going to record So that then shit. you would
3: have had words for Miranda Lambert. Why? Oh, that she told... You oh, didn't yeah, see that? I would have. And I think that that's bullshit. I think I, that that's bullshit. I disagree with her 100%. Like, it's just like... Because now... Not, okay, let's say they were being a little disruptive or causing a little whatever. Now you've called attention to it. I saw it. the picture. Now you've called so attention to it. let's give our listeners context. You so, you have added Miranda more.
2: Lambert this week, for whoever likes Miranda Lambert, um, <laughs> she uh, while she was singing, called out this group of five... And it was five women, like... Not a Nina. No, they were not girls. They okay. were like in their 30s or 40s okay. or maybe, even maybe 50s. They were not teenagers. Well, they couldn't have been too young because each of those tickets was like $750. So um, it was a group of like five women. I, I think they were there in a special occasion. And they, were, they all got together to take a picture. And then in the background, you could see Miranda Lambert on stage. Mm-hmm. I also saw the picture. Okay. They were not front row. It's not like Wino. Bueno. They were in the front row and they were there trying to adjust themselves for the <laughs> selfie. And they completely distracted her. It, this was like at least 10 rows right, in, right, right 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 and miranda lambert stops middle of the song and and starts telling so, saying stuff about them like hey you know whatever like how do you come you to a concert and, and
3: not pay attention you know what and it's as an audience member
2: you shouldn't interrupt a singer you shouldn't also interrupt the moment because i i, I don't care how much you like someone you need to keep com- your composure because i'm also there right. as a fan and i want to hear them um and, and I feel there's a rule of conduct for, for obviously, people P- at a concert. Spaces, yeah. For people yeah. at a concert. Because you have to be aware of your surroundings and you have to be very mindful of that. But at the same time... As a, as a singer who's making millions of dollars of that show, I you know this is something we've talked about here on the show. Concert tickets now are in the thousands of dollars many times Well, again, people, these
3: women are paying $750 each. Or hundreds
2: of dollars. So, yeah, if I want to take a freaking picture at your show, I'm going to take a picture. And if I'm going to take a selfie, I'm going to take a selfie. So, you know what? And Deal with it. if you don't it. like it, suck it up. Deal with it. Have you seen what Adele does? No. There's a moment in, in her Vegas res- residency uh-huh. where she goes around the audience. Uh-huh. She like steps around Like the whole thing And she starts taking selfies With
3: people She has like a catwalk
2: Yeah And people are like Taking selfies with her And all that stuff um, I mean you gotta You gotta embrace it It is what it is It right. is what it is Like that that whole thing That Madonna did uh, A couple of years ago For her tour That you had to leave Your phone in a pouch No No that no no, no. X, you're, right? you're right Because her whole shtick Was that oh People in concerts Nowadays don't
3: get The full experience
2: And I don't think She's wrong in that statement Right but that's my decision As long as I enough not, As long as Fair I'm enough. not interested
3: Interrupting you Right, right. No, no, no. That's Fair my enough. decision I agree with the statement But the problem is that Darren You don't understand that When you're doing A non-residency residency <laughs> yeah. You want people to focus Their attention on you <laughs> <laughs> That's what you don't understand I'm you about Madonna. And you. Yes. Um,
2: no, like I was like, I'm, you know what? What about if you have an emergency? What about if you have a kid at home and you know, you, right. you have happening. a babysitter and uh, again, an emergency. What about if you have to take a call? What, I mean, there's so many what ifs and you mean to tell me I have to leave my phone in a pouch? Like, yeah. please, because you Madonna don't want to be bothered. You want everybody to get the full experience. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm having the full experience. I paid $1,000 to be here, and I waited four hours
3: for you to get on stage. <laughs> and now we're waiting a couple months because you're recovering. Well, yeah, that's that's,
2: <laughs> that's a whole other that, That's
3: a whole other thing here. But I think she is starting in Europe, right? I think so. She's going to start in Europe. In I November. don't know. No, because I haven't scheduled any anything yet for that day. <laughs> of a concert. Like, I don't I, even know I, what I ke- day it I've, was is. kept it open for September 9th. So I'm like, I can't schedule a pop up that day just in case it, it happens, which I don't, I don't think know. it will, but yeah. you never know. So, what else do you have? Well, I have. I found an article a couple weeks ago. Um, I still have La Candela by Celia <laughs> in my head. <laughs> La Candela to Candela, La
2: Candela. I mean, there are worse things to having in your head than La Candela. La Candela I, I think you should do. Do you see. know who she originally sung that song with? Who? Do you know who she originally no.
3: sang that song with? Oh. I don't remember. I don't. Angela Carraco. You know that's one of those names that I know, but I don't know. I don't you don't know why know Angela Carraco I don't know the songs. Yeah. You don't know what she sings? I
2: don't. Somebody remade a song of hers. I don't know.
3: Uh, when you say it, I'm going to be like, of course. Si tu eres mi hombre y yo tu mujer. Wait, that's originally a Spanish song?
2: Yep, By Angela Carraco.
3: I didn't know that. Celine
2: Dion remade it. That's why when Power of Love by Celine Dion came out, I was like, yeah, I know this song.
3: (laughs) Oh, see, okay, I know. I didn't know that was a Spanish song first. I yeah. heard I heard the Spanish you, okay. version. You grew up watching Sado Gigante and you don't know who Ángela Carrasco is. I did not watch is. it as much as you did. Ángela
2: Carrasco, la voz de Re, la República no. Dominicana, es Dominicana. Well, and she sings that song. Quererte a ti es poder amar el no. Oh, no. 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 Yeah.
3: You have a bigger knowledge of peluquería rock than I do. Yeah,
2: Ángela Carrasco is like prime peluquería yeah. yeah. rock. It's
3: like her, Ana Gabriel, and
2: yeah. Pandora. But well, hello! You're missing the most <laughs> important ones. Uh, bueno, juanga, pimpinela, pimpinela. That's right,
3: pimpinela, pimpinela.
2: I mean, everybody talks about Pega la vuelta with pimpinela, but pimpinela had a lot of gems. Oh, they were like they, yeah. they had some
3: hits, like yeah. some like let's get, get it going. Pero no, so let's get it started. <gasps> let's have a black <gasps> Can o- They music. do that. Let's
2: get it started in here. Let's
3: get it okay, started. Okay, I want to translate it and give it to pimpinela. What <laughs> that song? <laughs> Do you think the Black Eyed Peas have aged well? I don't know why I, I find that. I find that funny because I'm thinking like ooh, the actual ooh, Black Eyed Peas. I'm like, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Um, I you know I don't even know are they even together? I don't I don't know what the makeup of a Black Eyed is right now. Like I I know Will well, I, I know Will I Am is doing a song with Britney called Mind Your Business, right. which was supposed to come out this week and still hasn't. Right. So I I don't know what is what is Apple the app doing? Taboo. Taboo. What is Taboo doing? What is Fergie doing? Fergie's Although, just Fergie just went off on and she's on a break. I don't
2: know. If she's But no, but seriously, do you think the Black Eyed Peas You know why? Because the Black Eyed Peas I'll tell you this. The Black Eyed Peas was a very specific time. time. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. like 2000 to like 2005. It was like 2006 through like 2000 11. It was like a very very defined right. time That it was like one hit after another yeah. After another See I would have said it was until 2008 <laughs> <laughs> You're until 2008
3: <laughs> I was 2000 the song, their song, Do you think their songs are good? That's, That's why I, I say Do you think they've aged well? They have. I think they have I think in the context of party music There are songs that have not aged well I mean they did a lot better than LMFAO This is true
2: I thought LMFAO would at least have They're, a, 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 a like, sophomore album, right? I mean, because their first album did enough, well enough. was I, I work out. He's the, related to Diana ba, Ross or, or the something. Barry Gordy or Barry Gordy. I think he's, is
3: he the son of Diana Ross and Barry Gordy? No, but I think he's or the son just of, Barry Gordy. I think just Barry Gordy. So he's related to Ashley Simpson. They're all board. related. They all have Thanksgiving with Jessica Simpson, right?
2: Um, mm-hmm. No, seriously. Mm-hmm. A I don't know, because I heard, you know why I I, I mentioned that? Because the other day, um, Tristan was watching something. He was watching some YouTuber, stupid, annoying-ass YouTuber. (laughs) And he made, like, a little (laughs) quick reference about, I don't even know who it was, about how, like, oh, that sucks, like, the Black Eyed Peas music.
3: Uh, yeah, but that's a very generational. I'm on right, Instagram bullshit. Right, thing to right, say right. Better.
2: But but that's why I say it. Our, we're far removed enough from the black IPs that we could say like mm, maybe it was it wasn't right, that right, 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 I think I think that um, eh, eh, that tonight's gonna be. I think that's a great song.
3: I okay. I will say this. I, and let's get it started. Is a great song. I don't think it sounds dated. The music necessarily. You don't think so? <laughs> Not necessarily. I, I think that I think I, I think it could, in theory, still be played on radio today mm-hmm. by somebody else with some tweaks. But it doesn't sound very like. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like oh, that's from two thousand four. You know, like you, you can pinpoint the the sound. I guess I I think they I I, I mean I like the
2: Black Eyed Peas as much as anybody else. We're right. having a whole conversation about, about Black, Black Eyed Peas. Better let me tell you. Um, well, Taboo is Mexican. <laughs> there we go. That's the. Um, but, I mean, you can't deny the hits that they have. Oh, no. That's like, for example, their Super Bowl is considered one of the worst performances ever. And I go back and I watch it, and I'm like, okay, I wouldn't put it in the top Super right, Bowl right, performances right, 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 right. of all time. But I also don't think it was that bad either. I you don't know? remember it. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, they came out with Slash and she sang
3: Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, that I remember. Yeah. Although, if not for the Black Eyed Peas, we would have never had Fergie singing the national anthem at that game. And that's a, just a treat. Oh, <sighs> Her and her one-armed somersaults. <laughs> she did a one-armed somersault. Well, som- not, at the nas- not, not, not during the National Anthem. you never seen the footage of her on the Today Show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where, yeah, yeah just that just she had ran- all this energy yeah, at 8 yeah, o'clock in just the morning. randomly. She's like, woo! She does like a one-armed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: No. I, you know what's so weird? Okay. How do I explain this? We're old enough that, for example, a lot of music from the aughts. We were already out of high school.
3: So there's not a nostalgia
2: necessarily Right Because right. when we think of like High school music We think of the nostalgia But yeah right. once we were In the aughts We were out of high school Like our mid-twenties Right yeah. So I think of those songs And to me they're still kind of new But they are they are. They're newish. Newish. I mean newish, newer, right? newer. Newer. Um, so to me, I don't think of them as dated. But then to a lot of people, they are. Like a lot of people think Avril Lavigne is the voice of a generation. And I freaking love Avril Lavigne. But by the time Avril Lavigne came out, I wasn't in high school. So. Okay. So you're
3: looking at it from a different So I don't think of her as a nostalgic lens. act, in other words. Skater Boy to me sounds very dated. Ugh, that's the one song of hers I can't stand. Fine, but it sounds very of its time, <laughs> like that, like post-punk ska thing that was happening for like six months. I love her. I I can't wait to see her in concert whenever she comes in concert. What's the the song that she in the video? She's playing two people. She's playing like La Neda and and her. I think is girlfriend, girlfriend,
2: girlfriend. Which is not one of my favorite songs of hers either. I like that song. That's cute. A complicated is a great song. To me, complicated sounds very of its time. It, but that's why I tell you it is of its time.
3: Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like in that emo era. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like complicated sounds of its time. Whereas to me, I don't think that the Black Eyed Peas sound of its time. Right. But but again, I
2: think that that's why I keep saying that for us, it's different because you automatically think of high school music as nostalgic. But this right. music came out after high school right. for us. Right, right. So I don't think about it as a nostalgic you sort just think of, of it as music. I just think about it like music of the two thousands. Like <laughs>
3: I don't, I don't. To me, music of the early odds sounds like you're putting together your own. Now that's what I call yeah, music. Now that's what <laughs> I
2: call music of the two thousands. <laughs> this with uh
3: oh, what a wedding! What wait, oh what? the um, I that was that panic? No, that panic, yeah. panic! Air.
2: You know, you know. Um, I've told you this before. One of these people from that time, one of those groups from like the early two uh. thousands that I didn't realize how many songs of theirs that I like and I absolutely love is Fall Out Boy. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I, I can't say that I'm like a huge Fall Out Boy fan but then I start thinking of all the songs of Fall Out Boy that I that I like. I, yep. I'm like, okay, I like this one, I like this one, I like this one. Okay, it's like 10 songs of theirs that, that happened, I love.
3: That happened to me on, on Pluto TV. There's a Vivo channel and mm-hmm. it was, and they do like blocks. Yeah. Uh, like sometimes they'll do a block of a particular artist and I was just heading in the background it was a Fall Out Boy block and it was like every video I was like, Oh, I know the song. Yeah. Oh, I like the song. Yeah. Oh, I like the song. Yeah. And I was like, really? Thanks for the Memories oh, is, is my so
2: jam. That song is so good. And Kim Kardashian's in that video. Oh, yeah? It's like one of the first things she ever did.
3: Oh, man. I like Uma Thurman, the the song. And I loved.
2: love, have you heard, um, uh, Get out your war paint. What's that song called? I think it's probably called War Paint. Uh, is it? <laughs> Maybe. I am God. How does it feel? I'm gonna change you I think like a be... Phoenix and listeners There's let us re- know. I'm gonna change you like a re- I'm gonna change you like a remix and I'll raise you like a phoenix. That song by that man is That's great. That's great to rhyme remix with Phoenix. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have thought of it. That, but no, but that's why I've asked you if, like I, I forgot his name, the lead singer of Fallout Boy. Has he done Broadway or something? Because he has a great song. Not like a great voice deal. Not that I'm aware. Yeah. Fallout boy. And I would have heard by now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, you know, we were talking about uh Ashley Simpson. There we it's all connected. It's all connected. That's how we do things on Peter, let me tell you. I'm we, gonna get, get myself connected. The writing's on the wall. And if heard your, that your mind's on
3: neglected
2: stumble you might
3: fall stumble you might fall
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that reminds me of um este you're unbelievable oh
1: (laughs) sprinkles
3: Check. Hot fudge. Check. Ooh, cherries. Check. Chocolate and vanilla ice cream. Check. Check. <laughs> Chico, what list are you making? That's everything
2: I need to celebrate National Ice Cream Month. Ah, verdad. Que July is when we celebrate all the yummy, cold dairy goodness. That is ice cream. Yeah. And I'm planning on making Tremendo Sunday using ice cream made from real Florida milk. Don't forget, we can also use ice cream to make milkshakes too.
3: Even make a piña colada shake. Put some coconut ice cream in there and... Ooh, Que rico. Okay, okay. Well, if you want to find other fun recipes for enjoying ice cream this July, just head to FloridaMilk.com or Lechedeflorida.com today.
2: Okay, but here's the real question. Are you gonna share that Sunday?
3: Maybe. Okay, did I make you? Did all this make you thirsty? I think it did. It did make me a little thirsty. But
2: let me tell you, the only uh, the only podcast where we will talk about Fall Out Boy and Pimpinela <laughs> within the same episode, <laughs> and Celia Cruz and Celia Cruz <laughs> and Angela Angelacarnal, La Voz Dominicana. <laughs> you can't yeah, say that we're not diverse.
3: You've never heard that song. You, I don't. It doesn't ring a bell.
2: I got to play Power of Love Oh, oh, no.
3: Well, no. Power of Love I had heard, but I thought it came out after. I thought it was one of those things that... I thought, like, I don't know. Diane Warren had written it. Celine sang it, and then they translated it in Spanish. Maybe they did. Maybe Like Maggie Calais with with I Always Always Love You.
2: You. Maybe they did. Maybe in English it was written first, and Angela Carraco sings the the translated version. version. But the version that I knew is from the 80s. Okay, so you knew hers before Celine. I knew... Oh, yeah. That's why when Celine Dion's song came out... I was like, oh, I know this song. And when it comes, when my mom hears it, she's like, que linda esa
3: canción. Aw, <laughs> oh, what a great playlist. Ángela Carraco en <laughs> For my mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and don't forget
2: El Buki. El Buki. My mom loves El Buki. And I always say, and my parents and my aunt and my uncle, they love La Pantoja. They're always talking about Isabel Pantoja. No, see, my auntie, uh, a couple of months ago, she went to go see yes. Isabel Pantoja. And the way she described it to me, it was like if she climbed Mount Everest. She was like, Eso es lo que yo más
3: quería en la vida. Listen, before Swifties and before the Bayhive, there was La Pantoja. La
2: Pantoja. Okay. All right?
3: Don't even play. Don't even play. Do you know what happened to her husband? No. Isabel Pantoja? No. Or oh, her husband got killed by a bull. Porque era un torero. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess if you're a torero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would have been much more, like, shocking if he was, like, at a grocery store. And randomly <laughs> and right. one day, boom. <laughs> a bull just hit him. Yeah, yeah anyway. that's a
2: little worse. Bueno, it's soda time, everybody. <laughs> we're, we're thirsty. All right, you want to go hey, first? Yes, I'll go first. All so, right. actually, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I want to get my last soda uh, this weekend, To and a shout-out to, hopefully, your future guest of the podcast, uh, Abel from Miami Stadium. Yes. So, Miami Stadium is an Instagram account. They reached, I think, 14... Thousand fifteen thousand followers um, this uh, week or in the last few days, mm-hmm. and um, you know I have to say that I've been following him since the very beginning because his his page is called Miami Stadium, and it was it was originally the page was about my well I call Miami Stadium Bobby Maduro Stadium, but um but it was about that, and then it sort of evolved, and he right. started having classic ballparks, which you know I'm a fan of, um, so it kind of evolved from there into like. Miami history and as he says old Miami shit and I just his his page is so great phenomenal because it he puts stuff there that like even being from Miami and and having grown up here I'm like oh shit I forgot about that and and you you see that and he's really really good and the way he curates the page it has a very very Uh, distinct vibe and feel to it. So it's just great content that especially
3: if you're from Miami, you will appreciate. So my last soda goes to him. As it should, as it should. Yeah, we're trying, we're trying to get him on the show. I need to reach out and, and make something happen. So My Last Soda, I'll keep it short and sweet as well. Um, I don't know if you can see on the video here. I don't know if it's going to show up. We've got a little Superman, Fisher-Price. Um, I am digging on Max streaming right now. Um, there's a new Superman cartoon called My Adventures with Superman. It's very reminiscent. It's very anime, but it's also very reminiscent of like the old Max Fleischer cartoon. And it's just so bubbly and and fun and it just gives me such a good vibe and I have actually so it is premiering on Cartoon Network and then it'll premiere on Fridays the next day on on Max. Mm-hmm. But I have actually started saving it for Saturday morning when I wake up, so that I have like a Saturday morning cartoon oh, wow. to to watch. You know, like because that doesn't exist anymore. So you know, I'm like having my coffee, my breakfast, with enjoying my little Saturday morning cartoon moment. And so, you know, just catch it. It's fun. It's it's very modern, but but still kind of throwbacky. Um, my Adventures with Superman on Max. I don't
2: know anything you just said. Those names you you threw out. I, I don't know anything
3: about that. Max Fleischer is the 1940s Superman cartoon. Sure. You've seen them. That's the, the cartoons that we... Is that what up. Ben Affleck did? Yes, he's from the 1940s, yes. Ben Didn't Affleck. Ben Affleck do a movie that he was Superman in? He, <laughs> he did Hollywoodland. He was playing George Reeves. Who's George Reeves? George Reeves was the second actor to play Superman on screen, but on the Adventures of Superman TV show so in was the 50s.
2: The, so the movie was about the actor, not about Superman? Correct. So he's not considered having played Superman? Not technically. Oh, there goes how much I know. There. I actually don't know anything. I mean, I told you a few years ago, I was like, isn't Superman dead? Like, Because I remember the whole thing about Superman being dead. Yeah, that was like in 1996. Right. So I was like, didn't he <laughs> die? Like, and are the-
3: Everybody comes back in comic books. I,
2: I don't know. I've never read one. I've never read a single comic book. You've never read one? No. Are you sure? You've given me a few and I've read like two pages and I'm like, no, I'm done. You've never? Really? Just no, like, never- it's not my thing. I've no, tried. No, I get that it's not your thing, but I mean, I've read an issue of Sports Illustrated. I know, but it's just, I don't know. Okay, maybe I've read one that you've given
3: me. I don't know. Yeah, I just figure, like, even out of boredom, just like, uh, you know, scan it while you're waiting for a bus or something. I don't know. Right. And where would I have said a comic <laughs> book? I I think I only have one comic book
2: that you gave me, and it's somewhere in this house. Um, And I don't... And I remember I tried to read it. I was like, I'm going to read this. I don't know. Maybe That's I did right. read it. Maybe I did read it, was, it.
3: It was a Christmas that I gave everybody uh, a graphic novel that was tailored to them. And you gave me a... a and, I don't, and I don't remember what it was, but Rain. yes. Right, so.
2: Well, no, I think we should sing some Fallout
3: Boy as an outro. Uh, well, I don't want to sing Thanks for the Memories, because one we're not done yet. And
2: one more night. Thanks for, for the, the memories. memories, even though they weren't so great. It tastes like you, only but sweeter. sweeter. That's a great... That song is so good. We gotta go rock out to that song.
3: See, Splenda should use that. Why? It tastes like you, only sweeter. Well. Yeah. You know, like sugar. Oh, right.
2: There we go. Yes. Or they could use sugar by an, uh, color purple.
3: Well, no, but Splenda is not sugar.
2: That's, that's true. That's why it tastes oh, okay. like
3: you, only sweeter, okay. right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> or oh, well we're
2: doing early 2000s pseudo emo rock, we could sing, On a Monday, I am waiting. And by Tuesday, I am fading. And by
3: Wednesday, I can breathe or Me and I get people Love to talk about The days of the week During that time in music <laughs> Monday uh-huh. Took her for a drink On Tuesday <laughs> Not more than Fergie liked to spell That's true Her, her and Gwen Stefani Were a speak and spell
2: <laughs> I swear to you Till this day When I spell bananas I'm like B-A-N-A-N-A-S Yeah Same The glamorous G L. A-O-R-O-U-S-T.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there was another one that she spelled. There is. Was it n- n- Fergalicious? No. F to the E to the R to the G to that. Yeah, yeah it's Fergalicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she has like three songs that yeah. she spelled in. <laughs> what was up with it? Like, were we just trying to educate ourselves through song? I
2: don't know, <laughs> but it was great. <laughs> Anyway, everybody, we hope you have a great weekend. Um thank you for listening. We hope you grab your, your way, your croqueta, your pastelito, and your cafecito. We hope you listen, laughed, and learned. I said that backwards today. You did. It's Fallout Boy. Fallout out did. boy today. We hope you grab Dano. Uh, we hope you listen, laughed, and learned. Make sure to grab your croqueta, your pastelito, and your cafe. Cafecito. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Pero Let Me Tell yes. You. Yes.
3: C-A-F-E-C-I-T-O. Cafecito. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going with the one the of it all. Whatever.
2: <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye.
3: Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michelangelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.